Yeah. I thought she's a cat. No, these are horrible trousers. Oh, are these? No, these are horrible trousers. Okay. Welcome to Book Club, everyone. <laughs> yeah, the, the crowds of us. <laughs> yeah, you can hear everyone sort of on the edge of their seat, ready to jump in. So this month we've read In the Tall Grass by Stephen King and Joe Hill, father and son. Uh, it was directed by Vincenzo Natali. Uh, it was released on Netflix, and it starred um, Leza de Oliveira, Avery Wittard, Patrick Wilson, some young kid, um, <laughs> Rachel Wilson, I guess are the names of note. It's based off of a novella which was originally published in Esquire and then released in a larger book collection. Quickly around, who preferred the book first film? Um, this is an audio format, <laughs> please don't just raise your hand. Me. I'm pretty sure you <laughs> had to mention that before. Yes, yes. that's not the first time I've done that. Wait, either. you preferred the book? The book. Okay, yes. Yeah, book. Well, it's not a book though, it's like it's a half hour though. read. I really liked the length. Yeah. That was a big factor for me. How many pages? Let me check how many pages. I did not read the full collection. I got to the yeah. end of this and then stopped. Oh, I just bought the bookstore. Oh no, the, the bit you did, the, the back of the versions we had, yeah. had chapters of their two novels. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, yeah. like, I got to the end of what I had to read and then I was like, no, I'm yeah. done. And that was about 75% in if I'd known I would have been a right wanker, if I'd known it was in Esquire originally, I would have bought right. that issue of Esquire and read it in that. <laughs> in the magazine, the Esquire now. Yeah, they're journalists. Je Jesse Barron? I, I think this is the guy's name. I, don't know. I, well, I was just going to see how many pages it is. Oh, it's less than 100, but it was like 80 pages. I, I think like 70, he doesn't say. Um, but to read the short summary, I mean, the, to su summarize, right, okay. um, the, the the book was half the length of the movie yeah. in terms of how long it takes okay. to consume. I'd say like a yeah. Uh, so it begins with a sister and brother who pull off the side of the road after hearing a young boy crying for help from beyond the tall grass. Within minutes, they are disorientated in deeper than seems possible, and they've lost one another. The boy's cries are more and more desperate. What follows is a terrifying, entertaining, and masterfully told tale. Um, yes, I very much preferred the book. I felt like the film took a relatively simple, though albeit not perfect, sort of horror, and then added his like artistic interpretation and just made it really confusing. Yeah. And it was more like, what am I watching? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the director did, or well, the director's best known for The Cube, he's, which he did of, in like, 97, which is like a good movie, like a cult kind of following. He's done, like Westworld, and he worked on Walking Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, but Eddie and I were both saying, like, you're 20 minutes into the movie, and you're like 80 percent the way through the novella. Yeah. So you're, we're, we're both like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, and eventually, the movie, the movie adds. Uh, Travis, who is uh, well, he's the the father of the sister's the, the baby. Baby, yeah, yeah. Which they mentioned in the book, but you never. Yeah, you never meet him. Um, and when the movie introduced him, and it was like two months later, and he was tracking them down, I was interested. Then I thought this is like uh, this is an interesting direction to take it. If you're yeah. going to add something to the novella, yeah. this is the bringing this character in and adding layers to it. 
is a really compelling way of doing it. And then within about five minutes of that happening, we're into a weird time loop scenario, which completely lost me. The idea is little boy lures the brother and sister, and then 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 Travis is lured in by the little boy as well, right? Uh, by. Travis goes in voluntarily because he finds um, a book that Becky has dropped yeah. on the side of the road. And then the little boy is lured in by Cal and Becky. And it's like a little, no. Right? No, no, he's said by Travis. Isn't he? Oh no, by Travis. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the that's the cycle you get looped into. And again, I was with it almost at that point as well. Once the loops introduced, but essentially they introduced the loop just to get all the players into the field. Yeah. And then it doesn't play into it again until yeah. the resolution. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be like 15 minute chunks where we we're going to keep looping. I thought this could be interesting. They, they should have done more loops. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would have loved to see more of that. Yeah, yeah. Talking about how they get reborn, like grass gets reborn, like they get chopped down and killed, and then they come back. Yeah. Like sort of weeds almost. I thought it was going to be almost like Groundhog Day, like when someone died, we're going to bang, reloop, and then reintroduce people. I I will say this for the film. I'm not sure if you like this about it. I thought it was visually quite interesting oh, in places. So annoying visually. I couldn't see. The, I couldn't. Maybe it was my screen, but it was so dark. No. Yeah, no. I was like, it's that thing where that I hate, where it's like a film where it's winter. It's like grey on black, on grey yeah. on shadows, and you're like, yeah, okay, it's atmospheric or whatever. But it's awful for the viewer. Like, you just, it's you can't tell what's going on. Like, like yeah. the, no. ro- the rock in the middle, which is like the source of everything yeah. that's happening. I, cu- I kept like, what am I seeing? It looks like a boat or yeah. something. Just do some contrast. Or we, I don't know what the deal is. We were discussing this, like, have you seen Midsummer? No. The horror movie. We, we, we both saw it and we enjoyed it. And we were saying it's so refreshing and compelling to see a horror movie presented so Bright. brightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, there's something there, There's something really underpinning and creepy about that. Like, there's nowhere to hide from this thing. Yeah, like, it's it. I it's think lazy, maybe. Like, yeah, okay, on a big cinema screen, maybe that is effective to have it done. But this is on Netflix, so yeah. no one's watching this on a cinema screen. So actually, yeah. you need to cater for that. Was another sad, that was another thing that was really lost on me. The fact that there was loads of really great bits where uh, once they're trapped in the grass, there's this whole uh, concept of when you move through the grass, it's not linear. You're being shifted and changed yeah. by, by the grass. So one minute you're hearing the voice in front of you, the next minute it's behind you. Um, and I felt like in a cinema, when they're playing it from different yeah. different stereo like speakers, yeah. that could be really interesting. But watching it on like quite a oh, nice yeah, TV. I've got like 10 year old LG. Yeah, yeah. With, without like a surround sound yeah. setup, you don't you don't yeah. get any of that. Like a lot of the atmosphere relies like the sound on of the wind whooshing past you. From yeah, so much of it would have would have worked in like a bigger yeah. a bigger setup. So it's like that, that's weirdly like something I've never considered with straight to Netflix yeah. originally I guess before. That's just well, more I don't, and more of a thing. I yeah. So you think it was produced by Netflix? So they just picked it up. They just picked it up. And yeah, yeah. I suppose they would have had too many Stephen King films coming out this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so in the book, it's just very straightforward. Each other follows each other into the um, the grass. Mm-hmm. They all pretty much die. 
Yeah. And then the story ends with some hippie couple family driving past and stopping, and then yeah. they come in. And it just keeps going. People keep dying. Yeah, yeah. But at least that's kind of that's not a loop because yeah. new people every time. Yeah. Whereas in the film, it turns on its own. Well, like I think the that same was film. It's, it's, it's presented. The book's presented as cyclical. Yeah. Like there's always going to be someone new coming in. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. the movie takes that motif of looping, like to its nth degree, and has the same people on a, on a loop. And it plays into. They talk a lot about how. Well, Patrick Wilson's character, uh, Ross, the father of the first family who goes in. Who's from? Uh, Insidious, as devil dad. <laughs> uh, always typecast, best thing, Patrick Wilson, as an yeah. evil father. He's in a lot of horror films, I didn't yeah, realise. Yeah, he is. see him as a scary man. Yeah, when, literally when he came through the, the bushes, I was like, devil dad, here he is again. Um, Bit one now. But they, he talks about it in the movie, and I think they play on this, about how these characters have all got something they're working through, and how the grass and this, like... A cult rock has yeah. drawn these people together. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, well, but I think they all have something disturbed with them. And that's yeah, why yeah, they yeah. Get called to it. It does a lot of things though, where it feels like it's setting up like quote unquote rules for this rock. Yeah. But then like breaks all of them immediately oh, and like shifts with it. Like you have uh, the father character Ross touches this. Oh, that was my huge issue. Like the kid touches the rock and the father, but the kid is fine, but the dad is. Well, exactly. And then Travis touches the rock and is like doesn't want to leave himself but is happy to help someone else leave like yeah. what does the rock actually do to you yeah yeah it yeah. doesn't seem consistent yeah no exactly um no I, I yeah I kept being like okay I can kind of see what you're true, trying to do and expand the sort of supernatural aspect but then the, there's no consistency with it yeah 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 and like the fact that the little boy gets to leave he like eventually is saved by Travis and he leaves the grass and then finds the original version of the brother and sister. Oh, Becky and Cal. Cal. Yep. And then warns them off of it and leaves. But how is he okay because and not tainted because he touched the ball? Yeah. Isn't he like connected or, this, or this is this problem. I'm I'm okay with inconsistencies in supernatural movies because that's yeah. fine. But the problem is they're trying to establish this very tight loop project yeah. and how that works. But then no, no, nothing else figures in. The rule about the fact that when something is dead, they go loop. It doesn't move. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stationary. So that's like your touchstones finding the dead body. Literally, yeah. I was like, okay, that's quite clever. Like at least that's something I can understand and follow. I, I really, I really thought. There's uh, there's a, a dog character called Freddy, yeah. who is the first the first uh, dead thing you see that's like a static point yeah. within the grass. And I really thought the movie was building up to reveal one of them killing Freddy to establish yeah. this first static point. But the last time you see Freddy is he's left to the grass. Yeah, I don't think you know how he died. Yeah, this you is know. it. Yeah, yeah. It felt like it felt really pivotal. Yeah. To me, but they never established. You don't find that in the book either, do you? He's no, you dead. don't. But, but, in the, but in the book, like they never feel like they're established. They use yeah, that yeah, as yeah. A, a device rather yeah. than like an establishing motif. Um. Yeah, I, the story I think was like gripping and sort of like a nice quick read. The, the, book, the book works yeah. as a novella because yeah. the, the premise is interesting enough to pull you through the story that's presented. Yeah, yeah. And there are things I think you could extrapolate from that. I just think 
fundamentally there's only so scared you can be at brass. You know? Like yeah. of all of the horror movie concepts. Yeah. Grass and a rock. It's not yeah. gonna be like the top King loves grass though. In like as a horror. Well he like he likes making the mundane quote unquote yeah. like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the problem is you go if you strip it back and just have the grass be unexplainably yeah. like malevolent, yeah. that's one thing. But you very quickly in the movie get to weird guys with grass for faces. Oh, yes. mm. So one thing yeah. so after he like squashed his wife's head in his bare hand. <laughs> Which I did like as a Which, scene. To be fair, we had a big debate about whether that was possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was not possible. Oh, I he think that's possible, yeah. The, the temples of a skull just, are quite like, weak. I, just, I don't want to try it. Yeah, I just don't think you could. I think, like, that's bone with your bare hands. And like, how suddenly the rock imbued him with some supernatural strength that he could crush our Which, head. to be fair, it's never explained, so no. maybe it's. Yeah. We don't know either way. Just, once that happened, I'm like, okay, hands up. What this, this is yeah. not fucking working yeah. anymore. And, like, once these grass beings come out, and then you see the, like, sort of pits of hell underneath the rock. That, that really lost me, and yeah. I'm like, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it felt like they were do- they were going for a lot of like uh, occult and culty and like very traditional supernatural kind of. But I didn't like any of the cutaways where it was yeah. like you know supernatural things happening. Like she's like seeing visions. Or, I didn't yeah. like that. I actually think it was more oh, effective. Oh, one like you know when the whole field lights up with the yeah. red. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. That was awful when she was like drowning in mm. like blood. They would have been so much more effective if they'd not done that and just yeah. kept it. More. Yeah, yeah. No, I do, I do agree. But, like, but he's a director who's known for that kind of big supernatural kind of stuff. Yeah. It didn't work for me. I feel like oh. less is more in something like that. I would have been more scared if he got rid of all the supernatural I agree. Stuff. Yeah. Just a bit it's of about. silence and a bit of like, like footsteps. Or yeah. mm. That's much and more of an never know who's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And which version of them it, it felt, is. It felt really... To me, it felt like they added so much in terms of that kind of supernatural occult stuff but left like much more obvious things like unexplored like you never you never really follow uh, Natalie uh, the wife character oh yeah like, I mean, and it's Rachel Wilson, who's an amazing actress. And like, there's moments where she appears, and you're like, the next loop is going to be yeah, her. about her, and you're going to mm-hmm. see yeah. how she interacts yeah. with all these pivotal yeah, yeah. moments. But you never. You don't really find that much about the family. Like, oh, uh, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. And you get moments where they reveal like all the ways like certain characters could have died and have died within loops, and like. You could have had like like 20, 30 quick cuts of all these horrible different ways these things have happened, which would have been really affecting and added to this constant cycle yeah. and like lots of time and. I just could have done with more of that family dynamic. Like, why in some scenes the dad's like so loving to Tobin and like he says everything and seems like a decent guy, and then all of a sudden he's like essentially abusing him. And it's like, what, is this true outside of them? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, like. Uh, is he an abusive husband and father, yeah. or is that just something the rock has made him do? Like, you don't get any background to them at all, so that felt a bit. Well, I felt like the, the rock sort of brings out the worst in them, or at least like certain aspects, like the fact that it's implying that he's an abusive father. It's making him feel more extreme, and then when uh, Cal touches it, the whole like incestuous thing that they're implying as the well. Really amped that up, I would say. Just, like, really amped. <laughs> The fact that you actually had Travis call him out yeah, directly yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It was insane to me. And I think The Rock is bringing them out, I guess. These mm. sort of like really fucked up elements about these people. Yeah. And I guess because, and maybe because Travis at the heart of it, like, had made a decision to be better, and that's why he was going there, because he was trying to yeah. find Becky and sort of make right. That's why The Rock couldn't corrupt him, I guess? Maybe, yeah. There was nothing inside him that was corrupted. But the incest thing, like, in the short stories, I mean, they don't do they say anything? They just say that they're really, like, they call them Irish twins, don't they? Yeah. They're like, they're just yeah. really close siblings. And you can infer from that what you will, yeah. but there's no, I wouldn't say there's any, like, explicit nods to it. Yeah. That no, I read no. into it anyway. No, I, th I think there's stuff there that you could read into. And you could see why they've had, why, why they've wrapped that up yeah. in the movie. You could see why they've read that and taken that yeah, from yeah. it. Um, it's gross. And also, those two are not siblings in any world. No, I thought it was none. <laughs> Bit of casting, I mean, though, so. like Irish twins and Pink being like born from different parents, maybe. <laughs> the um, there was one scene in the movie which was directed from the book, which like worked for me a lot in the movie. Yeah. And it's the scene where Cal is feeding the, the baby. baby. Uh, in the in the in the book, I was a bit like stomach churned yeah. by, it, but there was something about the physicality of him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and him putting his fingers in her mouth and like the like saliva pulling away. I do. I actually think if I didn't know that was coming, I would have enjoyed the film more. But I would, I would have got much more from the film because I've been. Oh my gosh, that's actually really shocking as a twist. Yeah. Because I knew it was coming, I was like, oh, he's feeding the baby now. It's kind of hard to tell what it is when you're watching the film. It's not. It's. I can't come at it without thinking that I've read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I watched the film before. Oh, did you? Oh, interesting. Okay. So did you find that? Quite a like moment. Uh, I, I didn't get it. Oh, okay. Like I was so confused. Like I saw the baby, but you, you like see a thing, but it's not properly addressed. Yeah. I don't know. She said she keeps saying baby, doesn't she? And she yeah. freaks out. I hate in the book when she's talking about how fatty it is. Like how? she like compares oh, yeah. it to all those different meats, and she oh. says how like fatty yeah. it tastes. Yeah. yeah. He's like it's just grass or whatever. Yeah. It's just grass. We're all just grass. That does not taste like grass. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was like, uh, like an honestly great scene. I thought, yeah. like, yeah. really disturbing, like great visual. But like, something I haven't seen the horror film before either. Yeah. Like that, that moment of it was yeah. just like. Well, also, I think like super you, close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying to you, that kind of soft focus. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, is this even going to happen? Because yeah. um, even like the details, like it's um, always raining in the film. And I said yeah. to you, in the book, weren't they really thirsty? Like, didn't they all, they were all like parched and, they, and then yeah. he but brings the tea shower and then all of a sudden in the film it jumps to that. Yeah. And then well, that is the reality. A big part of the book is about the fact that time doesn't really change. Like, see, you never, it doesn't change from like night yeah. to day in, once you're in the field. It's always like the peak sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, that would have been visually more arresting to so me. That would have been cool if, if it was like just been like heat. Really yeah. intense yeah. heat the whole day, yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have feel, feel, felt how like dry and hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you get that scene, the little quote in the book and the movie, where right at the start and they're like, how long have you been in there when they're talking to... Is it, is it, yeah. uh, 
Tobin. Tobias? Tobin. Tobin, that's it, yeah. Tobin. Um, and he's like days, and then there's a joke going, oh, he's been in there like an hour as a kid, like, yeah, he's yeah, worried. Yeah. But like, if you have that thing where it's constantly daylight and you lose yeah. track of all time, and yeah, the yeah. hours become days, and days might become weeks, and you're like just wandering this yeah. endless sea that's of grass. That's much yeah. more yeah. That would be great. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Whereas it's confusing, like, the time shift in the film, because you see day to night continually, so the fact that, like, they've been there, they've been there for months doesn't really... Yeah, exactly. But there's a bit where it almost feels like the night cycle is the loop. Yeah. They yeah. almost establish that, but then you very quickly kind of fall away, away from that. But I think that's, I think in horror, you use it sort of as a handicap that the default is it has to be night and it has to be raining. Yeah. That, that's why I think both of us found Midsummer yeah. so arresting because it yeah. didn't. The fact that it was never night was yeah. so. But that almost felt like you were never safe because you know in a horror film it's like daytime is safe time, yep. and then it gets dark and you're like, oh shit, it's about to go down. Whereas in Midsummer it's like shit's constantly about to go down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that, that's why like in Midsummer, not to talk about it too much, but the characters like almost accept more stuff than I think you would normally because it's happening in the day. Yeah. And it's yeah. a bit like there's something less creepy. Because yeah. it's You're like, oh, yeah. this must be okay. Yeah, yeah. To the point daylight. where like quite horrific things happen during the day. Yeah. And it takes a lot to but push like, them. Oh, it's only lunchtime. It can't be that bad. Yeah. I think horror is a good genre to like compare and talk about because I think right now it's definitely having sort of change, a lot of changes. There's a bit of resurgence. Yeah. yeah. But also people trying things. to do. I like sort of Halloween scary movies. Mm. Yeah. Like what is? But not, I don't like this really gory kind of dumb. I horror. love like a cheesy horror. Yeah. Film. Like, oh, give, like give me a Final Destination. <laughs> give me a House of Wax. Give me you know like anything yeah. like that. Oh, but I do you I, ever see Thirteen Ghosts. I've seen Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like somewhere that can be great if you yeah, take it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. fun. Yeah. It's, horror, it's right? kind of like, like going on a roller coaster and being yeah. like scared but, but, but also but enjoying it. I think it when you're presenting horror in like quite a serious tone, yeah. like this, like you can't rely on like slightly old, kind of more cliched yeah. tropes. It just doesn't work. I just wanted to be a bit more But I feel like you could... Back in. Um, I just feel like the film didn't make any fucking sense. Like this, the, the, the story is like very straightforward, kind of scary. There's some gross bits, but... Yeah. It's fine. As a book, like as a quick horror read around Halloween, yeah. I was kind of into it. Yeah, like, it was yeah. nice. It's fine. It was easy to, like, I read it in one sitting. Yeah. Like, yeah. The we, me and Ellie discussed this quite briefly after we watched it. We thought it was really interesting that to read that short story with that premise yeah. and decide that needs to be a near two-hour feature film. Oh my god! Even we looked on Netflix and saw like one hour forty or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, Wait, how? Uh, I. I think it's a shame that you don't get like 90 minute movies very much oh, anymore. Oh, it would be so good as a 90 minute movie. Like really, really, really tight. Maybe Take out all the like fantasy sequences. Yeah. Oh, all the Really scale it back. Yeah. Make it like an 80 minute, like pure horror movie. Yeah. Like, keep it, Just keep really it, intense. Keep it blistering sense. sun the whole time. Yeah. And like ramp that up, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter yeah. as the movie goes you, on. Like adrenaline wise, you can only take so much yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it needs to be if, Imagine your last scene is blistering hot sun, Carol feeding a baby yeah. to Becky, oh, like and that's how you end the movie. About it. That's like... 
That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. He just it lost the plot. Like I stopped being scared because I was just like, what the fuck? Is yeah. This is so confusing. The cross people were the last. The, oh my god, that was the just... last one for me. Um, was the fucking bowling alley? Oh my god, when they left. Well, how does that work? What did that rule? Yeah. What? What? Why? How, who opened the bowling like, alley? In the middle in, of a field. Yeah. In, in the haunted grass. Like. <laughs> Did the grass eat everyone? I yeah. Heard? I can't understand the concept. They, they wanted somewhere like a locked room for them to hide in and yeah. have like a bit of a thing in. But I just couldn't get my head around how that had been constructed there. How, did the grass grow around it? Was it abandoned and then the grass grew up? I just couldn't. Because he's talking about the Patrick Wilson's character talks about how the rock and the grass have been there for millennia before. He, insin- he insinuates that the rock is the center of America. Yeah. Like, it's what he insinuates, yeah. essentially. Like, it's he old- says that though, maybe. Yeah, he yeah. insinuates that's like older than the hills, older than the wings. Is supposed to be like sort of Native American as? Uh, maybe, yeah, but. Then having it delivered by a devilish white man. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah true. So. And then there's, so it doesn't make sense that the bowling alley would have ever been built there, so, and this grass would yeah. have had to come It is older than the hills, so he's yeah. like, okay, great! Yeah. There's yeah. a bowling alley! Yeah. yeah, the rock is definitely older than the bowling alley, I'll, yeah. give, I'll give Patrick Wilson that. And then how does the church work into it? Because the church is like meant to be the praying to the well, rock. The, the yeah. church of the, the, the Black Redeemer or something? And the, the Black Redeemer presumably is the rock? Maybe, yeah. And then why is it not in the church? Yeah. Yeah. And where are the, the parishioners? The separate church building has nothing to do with yeah. it, really, is it? You kind of have it as a focal point when they're trying to get out, no. but it's not. It's Whereas in the film, they turn it into like a focal point representing. <laughs> and the book is just, it happens to be there. Yeah. The, um, the book touches on, like, this is a throwaway bit almost. It touches on, like, the thought that potentially the locals know about the grass and they, like, pilfer from the the vehicles that are abandoned at the yeah. church and I thought that was an interesting idea that maybe you could have explored more yeah. but the, the book does like have hints of like a, a broader world yeah. which none of which the movie actually extrapolates on and that's fine if you've got an idea of what you yeah. want to do with it but I just yeah. I was almost invested I thought the, the Travis bit was almost at that, that, that moment I was back in so I was getting a bit bored and then I was like oh no wait this is cool this is different yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was always like they've used the novella as the set up yeah. for this next and having yeah. read the book it made me feel like I didn't know what was coming because like that yeah. I think the problem was because I'd read it and because it's quite short yeah. I was like oh it's just going to be a carbon copy yeah yeah the first 20 minutes were basically the first three quarters yeah. of the book yeah. almost verbatim but then that's why we were like how are they going to drag this up for another hour yeah, exactly exactly and then Travis turns up yeah and that was really that was, interesting yeah that was good no I thought yeah. he he was maybe my favourite out of everyone mm. yeah I, I think he, he had but I think because he had like character development he changed well it's because he had the most to do because the other characters had an 80 page book's worth of character development yeah. put into a yeah. two hour movie yeah. where Travis was a character designed for a two hour movie yeah so I think he had that room to, yeah, true. Room to grow yeah. I th- but that's, again that's why it's interesting that you pick this book to do yeah. when you pin your central kind of character development book is a generous word <laughs> but when you pin your character development around a character you've invented for the movie yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and he's the saviour I guess oh yeah yeah very much yeah. so yeah um, but is he dead? But what about the other 
version of him that exists beyond the loop. Though. Yeah, the version that hasn't come looking for Cal and Becky. Because in the loop outside of the grass, Cal and Becky are only just arriving to that yeah. spot. So and he like, must still be alive. The, the, the loop, else? the loop that Cal and Becky haven't gone into, gone into. They've got a later version of Tobin in their car, but they've also got a version of Tobin in the grass, calling them to go into the grass. <laughs> Yeah, you know? uh, and then like, he also, when he's on top of the bowling alley, sees the other version of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I'm like, what? How does that happen? You guys both exist so, together. I thought the loop was nonsensical because of all of these questions. I feel like the loop works if you're never existing at the same time, that it's constantly mm. looping, but the fact that then you start to overlap loops. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't and work if you're anymore? overlapping loops, play into that. Have future cow kill past cow yeah, yeah. or stuff like that build on things. Or like seven versions of Becky with different babies. And yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, at one point I thought the movie was going to end with um, Becky's baby growing up and becoming one of the people in the grass. Oh, no, the little girl! Remember they talk about they came in to the grass because they had a little girl calling them. Did they? That Really good. Oh, and then that she grew good. up there, and like the grass took it at her. I thought the grass was it was gonna be like a grass baby. Well, there was all that stuff which I truly hated of the grass like in her womb. Oh, yes. oh yeah, oh, and yeah. like around like August, rabbit, yeah. rabbit and Travis's heart. Yeah. So I was making this movie. You've just given me the idea for this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's room for no, a uh, in one of the loops, Becky has her Urban Jarvis's baby girl. Yeah. Um, that girl grows up in the grass, yeah. lures other people in. Does yeah. she get like a grass person? No, no, no okay. person. She goes on to go into like adulthood, mm-hmm. leaves the grass, yeah. marries a man called Ross, <laughs> who has a baby called Tobin, who loops back round to them going into the grass to call Becky in so that she could be born in the grass. Grow up to become a woman to escape, marry a man called Ross, and loop again. Uh, I wish it? that this was a visual medium. <laughs> the enthusiasm that you just explained that with, the hand motions. Thank you. Were worthy. No, yeah, in the book they say. No, yeah. They, yeah. The book or the film? I can't it? remember because they. Tobin, Tobin does hear someone and that's why he goes into the grass in yeah. both instances, but I can't remember who he is. Someone hears a little girl calling and that's why I movie, thought it was her baby. Is the movie him. Does he hear Travis in the movie? He hears Travis, but. No, I think it's in the book that they hear a little girl. Okay. He mentions, the family mentions that they get lured in because they hear a little good. girl. Mm-hmm. And that could have been that such a cool loop yeah. that it was the baby that called Tra- Travis, yeah. not Travis, uh, the, um, Tobin family into the... I'm a genius. <laughs> I was the one who mentioned the little girl. Broadly. <laughs> You can have a co-writer credit. Exactly. We'll, we'll share the can't, millions. Can't copyright ideas, mate. So. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure Stephen King has that down pat. <laughs> Is there a Stephen King film that comes out every year following? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Did we do Pet Cemetery book club or just because it was out? I think we didn't. We, we didn't read it. We, we saw Pet Cemetery. I did not. Care we were going to. That was the month we did. Um, thank God we did Sisters Brothers instead. Oh, oh yeah. which that you was that loved. Month, which I loved. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think I 
Joy is ready enough, but the concepts don't sound really appealing to me. I'm like a massive Joe Hill fan. Okay, I like um, him. I've read his yeah, comics. Yeah, but I wasn't. I thought this was fine. The actual yeah. book, I thought was fine. Like, I, I, that's we all agree. We enjoyed more than the movie. But he's not going to be on like my top ten books no. of all time. But that's why it works as the length it did. Yeah. Because it felt like it felt like watching one of those popcorn horror movies. Yeah. Like short, like did the job. Couple yeah. of jump scares, like some gory moments. Like totally works. Yeah. Um, but not great. It's just yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I've read King and Hill that I've liked infinitely more. Yeah. Even short stories for both of them that I've liked yeah. so much more. Well, it's just kind of the. I felt like the director, because he adapted it as well, yes. got caught up in his own sort of psyche about like all these ideas and didn't know what to kind yeah. of. Like, just get less is more, get rid of. Like the thing Coco Chanel said always take off one accessory before you leave the house. Yeah. I've only one. Exactly, take it off. Yeah. <laughs> one too many. So there should have been like one storyline at least that he got yeah. rid of. People um, don't know how to edit. No, I don't normally we discuss as a thing from the book that they missed out. Oh, but yeah. I think they literally did include okay. everything. Basically. They did it, the hippie family at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. true. So the ending is the Ma and Pa character. Yeah. Uh, I had to reread that about three so times. <laughs> <laughs> I, in the book, when we were reading it, I thought we were jumping back in. Well, because they said hippies, yeah. like you think 60s, like yeah, yeah, yeah. in time. Um, but then they see the Callum Becky's guy. Yeah. yeah. I, um, it would have been interesting to see in the movie to have Cal and Becky drive off with uh, Tobin mm. and have the hippie family yeah, pull up yeah. and yes. then the Tobin who was still in the grass call yeah, them in yeah. and you get a new loop that way and then you could almost have Travis in the grass be like I can't, I can't stop, stop this, this yeah, happening yeah. I can save Cal and Becky maybe but I can't stop this oh, but also really upsetting she's left to go off with her brother who's obsessed with her at the ending is and he though? Or is, is that just what everyone else I, has decided? I, I think there is a little... I just feel like it, I didn't get that from the book, so I feel like they've deliberately... Oh, no, but, yeah, in, no, but, it, but in the movie, like, that is yeah, how it's Yeah, in the ending, that she's going bad. Well, but does he ever actually do anything other than feed her her baby, which is obviously another level, but, like, as a character who isn't possessed by a stone, does he ever actually do anything that's inappropriate? Not inappropriate. There are moments where... It's heavily implied, I think. Yeah. I, 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 when I read the book, I didn't really read it that way at all. I don't know. Yeah. But like watching the movie, even this interaction they had when they first pull up in the car, before yeah. even in the grass. I did say to you actually, I was like, have we actually, have the other characters been told that they're not a couple? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't remember them ever saying brother yeah. and sister. Yeah. I was like, if I was watching this fresh without the context of the book, would yeah. I know? Yeah. No, that but, they to, but Tobin does say. I feel like that was deliberate. Because I yeah. thought like, they wanted that. He was upset when they said, "Oh, your brother and sister." That they figured it out. He yeah, kind of wanted them straight away. Yeah, he yeah. wanted them not to know that they were brother and sister. The um, uh, you get this feeling that the reason he's so keen to take her to San Diego so she can give her baby up for adoption yeah. is in the hopes that he can start like a weird new life with just yeah, the two yeah. of them now that she's kind of given up everything And then back he's upset home. that at the end she decides to go back home. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I like to think she makes that decision as a character because she knows she shouldn't go off with it and be alone. No, aren't they going to meet their grandparents? Yeah, yeah they're giving the baby up for adoption. Have they not left their parents the to parents. go and be with the grandparents? In no. the book. In the book, potentially, yeah. And they talk about how 
her parents kicked them at her Isn't out. Isn't she really young? She's 19. Because I did not yeah. think the actress came off that way. And that's no criticism of her. No, no. Amazing no, skin just looks like an adult. Like, does yeah. he look 19? She's 27. We looked up. Like, I'm not saying she looks old at all, but yeah. I didn't yeah. get that really, like, young, innocence yeah. from her. I thought Cal looked quite young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a nerdy kind Is of way. Is he meant to be older? I can't remember. I thought he meant to be like yeah. an older brother, yeah. Well, they twins, I, aren't I they? was... They no, so 14 no. months. 14 months, yeah. Yeah, yeah so two years. Um, <laughs> I don't think they could cast them as twins. No, no, no. <laughs> They're barely proper and sister. Yeah, I don't think they come from the same ancestry yeah. for some reason. I know it's not the thing your books are, but I keep thinking of ways you can make the looping mechanic in the movie oh, work I mean, that's the so point much is, more. Like, didn't, I, I don't know what, in the situation of like when you're writing this adaptation and how closely he's working with Stephen King. And like, what sort of feedback you get? Because there's some people involved in these projects that no one is sort of. Do you know what I do like about about King though? Actually, he's he doesn't. Despite all the rumours you hear about him hating Kubrick's version of The Shining, yeah, um, it always feels like he lets people if they make adaptations of his yeah. work, he lets yeah. them yeah. do. There's what an they, element of freedom. Yeah, yeah, to do what they want. And to then get, he sells know. them against someone else for more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I know this is a short, a short story that he yeah. wrote with his son. It's not like his biggest, biggest. most well-known yeah. successful story. But the fact that he's let he's let them run and add so much to this mythos. Yeah. What's your favourite thing? My favourite thing, short hand. What's yours? I, I haven't read any. You've seen movies, though, surely. You know the story. Yeah. Oh, in terms of, in terms of adaptation. Yeah. yeah. My definitely Harry. Or in terms of movies. Just, yeah. yeah. But that's like a fun horror Yeah, movie. that's a great horror movie. Yeah. I like The Shining a lot as well. I'm Shining's great. And I think The Shining is a fun one, too. It's yeah. like over the top and kind of like there's there's river, river of blood. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like again, it's horror, it's horror that's got creepy twins. an internal logic to it. Yeah. Even though yeah. it does, like, weird... No, like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. he tells the story in a way that you're like, yeah, of course Within Within the context of that world that's yeah. established, everything does make a yeah. sense. You understand. Exactly. Because I feel like when every universe has rules to a certain degree, and when yeah. when something breaks that rule, it breaks you out of the story as well, and you're, you kind of lose yeah. your pace. If, of you, it. if you're established in a world that's different from our own, but with rules, yeah. you can't then break your own rules yeah. because like you lose all kind of internal fantasy. Like, and then I'm kind of just like, yeah, I can't get into it. And, I do think it's a shame. Yes, it was. No, because I think it was pretty open-ended and simple, kind of a nice little story that it would have been easy enough to yeah. make a good adaptation of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if the, the book fit a little better, it feels like it would be one of those perfect, like, uh, anthology horror movie shorts. Yeah. So like, there's like four or five different horror short stories yeah. that have been turned into movies, that's one of them, yeah. and you can just... I don't the what's the full collection is called Throttle or something. Oh yeah, yeah I remember seeing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is quite, it's quite old, isn't it? The collection at this point. I think they've done a like new edition with. Oh okay. This, um, but whether or not those other short stories kind of fit into the greater universe, because I feel like Stephen King is known though for taking certain short stories and then building bigger universes around yes. them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. The um, uh, the mist is like a yeah. novella as well, yeah. and that's been turned into like two or three movies. 
Yes. At this point, um, but, they, but that's like a much meatier story. There's so yeah. much more to that than, than what we've got presented here. Yeah. What we've got here is like it feels almost like a writing exercise. They're taking yeah. a premise, put some characters into it, and kind of see how things play out. Yeah, I guess. I I would love to figure out what their sort of collaboration process is. Oh, well, in terms of Hill and yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. Is it sort of like an exquisite course? You write one line, and I'll write the next <laughs> one. Maybe, maybe. Or like, did one of them have the idea, and then the yeah, other one writes the, it? the collection. For, for, I think it's under Joe. Okay, I was wondering if we're, are all are they all the stories between the two of them, or are they? Uh, well, I find it interesting that they. Because I thought about buying it, but then it was like, oh, I'm not going to read the other Yeah, I, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, I'm still surprised the amount of people who I talk to who don't know that Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Yes, which is he probably. Oh, I know, he gives him some freedom to actually. I'm sure. I'm sure Joe Hill is grateful of that. Consciously. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he is an actual good writer, so it's fine. Um, I do, I do like that. They're, now they're advertising the book Full Throttle: Colon Contains in the Tall Grass. Now okay. a film for, for Netflix. It is Full Throttle. So it is. Under, I wonder if it was Stephen King's idea, and he said, "Oh, why don't you write it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, this is the worst cover for. Oh, it's fucking dreadful, oh, isn't so it? So anyone listening, it's just like this motorcycle in front of some grass. Yeah. Who's riding the motorcycle? No one in this story. Are any of the other stories sort of in this? Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, and tension shimmers in the sweltering heat of the Nevada desert as a faceless trucker finds himself caught in a sinister dance with a drive of motorcycle outlaws in throttle, co-written with Stephen King. Um, so it looks like a few things are, uh, are co-written by the pair. Um, we're just looking at the awful cover for the actual anthology this story appears in. When, when was that designed? Yeah, I know. Uh, I like the actual cover of the ebook where their names are like the graph. Yeah, it's alright. It looked like I could have designed good. it though. Yes. <laughs> it's, better be- be- it's better than that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never look. It's so bad on Kindle. I just never even look at the cover. Like. Normally, by the time we buy them, it's um, oh, yeah. the movie, yeah, the movie yeah. cover. I don't I know the movie cover. Time, if I can, well, you can. Now that we have the next two books, we can buy before yes. the film time covers come out. I might buy, buy actual physical. Interesting. Very excited about December. I'm going to try and find uh, when they're printing Esquire, so I can read it in its. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on eBay, maybe. Okay, so we've essentially sort of, as this was a very short one, we've wrapped up. I guess I don't know if there's anything else to really say. I think I've said the piece. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before, before we sign off, yes. off um, does anyone have a highlight? Oh, yes. Like a, a thing they thought was like an addition that was really great. Oh, the rose and thorns of the. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never heard that expression? No, no, I have, yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought you thought that, there was an actual rose. Yeah, because in I was like, I was thinking of the grass. I don't remember a rose and thorns being a pivotal thing. And I saw, I saw, I saw Tommy Wiseau's The Room oh, yes. recently. And there's a rose and thorn which is pivotal at the start of that. Oh, I know, banged on about it. I've honestly heard the phrase Tommy Wiseau's The Room. How have you never seen it? Never seen it before. Yeah. And did you see the James Franco film? Not yet, no, I'm going to be watching the last one soon. Yes. Yeah. Not with you. Rose no and thorn. Rose and thorn. Okay. Um, uh, in, in the book, I. 
I thought the sort of the, the straightforwardness and the sort of the pacing and how quick it was mm. made it kind of a really nice sort of sweet story to read. I yeah. thought poorly done, like the weird like random hippies at the end, kind of a little bit too abrupt, and they should have like kind of tied it in a little. But, that's quite like a Twilight Zone thing yeah. now, I think. Like having a short horror thing end with like what would be the continue like the next step story. of that story. Yeah. yeah, I think it's quite a, a tropey thing to do. In the film, uh, I really like the addition of Travis's character. I thought he was really good <laughs> in the idea of that. And no, and to say I like the idea of doing a loop like that. Um, I thought all the like hardcore supernatural stuff like grass creatures and the like pits of hell thing was awful in the bowling alley and all that stuff I would have done. Rose and Thorns, Ellen or James? <laughs> I mean, I kind of second all of that as we have discussed. Uh -huh. I think in the book, I think the kind of, although the film is visual, I felt like I actually felt a lot of the kind of visceral side of the book more deeply. Yeah. Like even like obviously the pivotal eating of baby, but like just there was more tension for me and it felt better. Yeah. I don't know whether that's because I did the book first and the film second, so I yeah. knew it was coming. But I thought it was interesting in the movie that we didn't follow the characters from behind more in the grass. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. They were always walking towards us and it felt less claustrophobic, yeah. yeah, it felt yeah. much more open. Yeah. I'd have loved it if we were behind them, like, yeah. just with this sea of grass. And but also, maybe through someone's perspective following a character. Yes. Mm -hmm. Would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, I mean that, yeah. yeah. But, so I felt more immersive, shall we say. Um, the film, yeah, seeing Travis for the first time I thought was interesting. Um, there were some good things, I guess. I don't know, I just felt like if you strip out, like you said, all of the supernatural stuff, you have a much more compelling, immersive horror film yeah. that actually feels scary. Yeah. Um, as Nora touched on, the the kind of brevity and speed in which the book gets into the kind of core premise is really really works. Yeah. But that you're in the grass and establishing the kind of rules of that playground. Like one page. One page. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was a bit of a thorn for me in the movie because yeah. it felt like so quick in the yeah. movie that I'm like in this grass and weird stuff is happening. I'm like, we're like three minutes into this movie. Like what's yeah. what's Where happening? Do we go from here? I, I, when I knew the length of the movie, I thought we were gonna start with them like packing up and leaving home. I thought we were gonna yeah, have yeah. 10, I 15 minutes of road trip. In the book, like, they have all the flashbacks to their childhood and them being at home and sort of kind of what's happening. But they talk beforehand. about like going. Like, they talk about something like the ball of. The, the yeah, they go to the tourist attraction. I thought we might yeah. have yeah. stop at one of those before we moved on. Because oh, yeah. that was another thing. They actually fit a lot. I feel like in so few pages. Yeah, they talk, yeah. So all the characters have stopped at the largest ball of twine and like yeah. gotten a t-shirt. Maybe that's the connecting thing. Yeah, They've yeah, gone yeah. to see the twine. That's what brought them to the, the twine is actually the ball. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, so yes, that worked for me in the book. Not so much in the movie, the kind of speed of things. Um, I agree the ending is a little tropey, the kind of hippies turning up and establishing the next yeah. cycle, but I, I don't mind tropes, I think that's okay, I think that's alright. Um, 
I think the movie did that I really liked. I mean, we've all talked about the, the baby feeding scene. Yeah. It was like really incredible. Um, I thought it was great. Um, and it was, it was really stupid and silly and didn't really need to happen. But I, I did like the visual of the rock caving in and like weird babies. It kind of was awful. I would have loved it even more if the movie had been like really like bubbling under the surface yeah. of like super tendencies yeah. and then the last 10 minutes was like shit kicks off and it's like weird babies in the rock like <laughs> no, I, I always have respected the conviction of that more yeah. though rather oh. than a scene of it and that it's never explained yeah, what's left true. where it is true. like and then they should have just fallen in the pit and that was the end yeah. of the movie and it just seals over yeah. there should be no happy ending in these films yeah yeah no no one gets saved they all die there's no magic necklace yeah what's the necklace it's like a lobster or something it might be like a key ring or something yeah. I don't know um, I, I, I was quite glad that that like touchstone was like quite a specific thing. It wasn't just like a picture of her and Travis together maybe or like her like ultrasound or something. Something from one of the tourist places. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's their not to. Something she only had once the trip had started, yeah, yeah, so he yeah. couldn't have like. You got it half out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Afraid you copied picture. Yeah, yeah. Ordered to the ground. Really for. A book that we liked that was fine but didn't like a door yeah. and a movie none of us really liked. Is that like quite like a an engaged yeah, discussion? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot to break apart. Do you uh, know if uh, Tom read or saw? No, I don't know. Okay, I would have loved to have heard his uh, thoughts. <laughs> I, I will ask him and then we can record it as an additional. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll the, on the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have it. I feel like Tom would be fine with doing little solo discussion. He just talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.